Welcome to the Conversations with Women of Color podcast with your hosts Danusha and Megan. In today's episode, we chat to Saneshni Naidu, aka Sadesh Makeup. She's been a YouTuber for several years, blogger, and makeup artist, as well as somatologist. She's been making waves and recently launched her own online store. We're going to chat to her about diversity in the influencer marketing space, her journey, and much more. Hey, Shanesh, how are you doing? Hi, I'm well, thanks, and you? I'm very, very well. Thank you for asking. It's just been a lovely long weekend, and yeah, we're just uh, back in the swing of things. How was your long weekend? It was good. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I spent time with family and friends, which was great because it's nice to finally get out of the house. <laughs> I was yeah. driving myself mad. But yeah, how did you guys um, find the long weekend? It was cool. I um, Yeah, I was just cooking. I was in the kitchen. I actually went to visit Danusha. I met her mom who made the most delicious bean <laughs> curry and rice. <laughs> and, Amazing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I just, um, I just uh, relaxed this weekend. Hi, Sanesh. Hi, Dee. How are you? Am I allowed to I'm call you that? Good. Or... Yeah, I think everyone calls me Dee. I think it's just okay. easier. <laughs> it's better than like Dan and like Danusha like people coming up with their own stuff so. yes yeah. I've been calling you D for like the last couple of years yes yeah if you think about it like we know each other for so long we only met yeah. once once I think but literally yeah. only once yeah only once it's been a long time <laughs> very long <laughs> yeah we're so excited to have you here today um i think you are amazing at what you do and yeah both of us really love your work and yeah mm. we're just excited to have you here so thanks for joining us today thank you for having me i listen to you guys' podcast all the time so to finally be on it is such an honor and i'm super excited as well yay <laughs> thank <Awesome. you. laughs> um so shanesh just to get started how did you start your influencing career? To be honest, I didn't even know I could actually get into the influencing career, but I actually had a job in retail, which I did not like at all. Um, it was very sales driven and I'm not a sales kind of driven person, you know, so I feel like I got approached by um, a hair brand and they were like, listen, this is what we would like. And these are the the deliverables and you know we're gonna pay you a salary for like the next couple of months and then I was like whoa okay I did not expect that to happen and then from there literally it just almost took off instantly I want to say once that opportunity came so many more came afterwards and then prior to that Sandeesh how long did you have like your YouTube channel and all of that stuff so Dee knows, I mean, <laughs> Dee and I used to talk about this all the time back in the day when we first started and nobody noticed us and we were still like making our way through the whole influencing industry. But I started in 2014 um, and then I feel like I really blew up and took off more towards 2018. Mm. Mm. Is, that when, is that all things here you're saying that when that um, came about for you then? Um, yes. more opportunities came apart for you yes definitely so it, it is hard work then hey? <laughs> it's a yeah, lot it is. <laughs> it is 
it's a yeah. lot of time a lot of effort a lot of consistency because people think brands are not watching but i mean they are watching mm. Definitely. And would you say that it's been like a difficult road? I would say the first couple of years was just me just questioning myself, asking myself, you know, did I belong in this industry? And kind of struggling with my sense of belonging in the first couple of years. But then you learn very quickly that you can't compare your journey to anybody else's because it's not going to be the same. Nobody is going to become popular at the same time. No one's going to get the same campaigns. And once you make a conscious decision to just not compare yourself to other people and their success and just focus on you and focus on your consistency, I feel like that really changes the game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of us fall into that comparison trap, um, especially mm-hmm. when you're just starting or you're new. People don't know how to like stop themselves from comparing Do you have any advice there? My best advice would be when you see people succeeding and you see people exactly where you want to be, almost use it as motivation to get there. You know, don't use it as a comparison like, oh, why am I not there? Look at it as I can get there, but I need to do the work in order to get there. You know, sometimes you have to work harder to get to a certain point. I love that you um, basically saying that, you know, look up to another influencer um, and follow their business model. Obviously don't copy what they're doing, mm-hmm. but um, look up to them. And if you can, it's also always great to, to get a, a mentor as well. So I have, we have a few statements. So we just mm-hmm. want to know whether or not you agree or disagree with the following statements. So let's say a PR agency or brand reaches out to you offering a trade exchange and you raise valid reasons why you think you should be paid for the campaign. Very often we find that as uh, content creators, you are then removed from that PR or that media list. Content creators feel as if they can't always express themselves, especially if they are a person of color. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Um, I definitely agree. Um, I think a lot of the time we don't have the freedom to almost say, but why don't you have the budget to do a trade exchange, you know? And often as women of color, we almost like tiptoe on certain issues because we just don't know how it's going to be received. Yeah, it's almost like you have to walk on eggshells because you're so afraid, you know, how they're going to Mm -hmm. respond. Will they work with you again in the future or is this the end of the road for you? Definitely. Very, very scary, especially when people of color are just entering the industry. You know, you're almost scared to burn bridges, but at the same time, it's like you need to be compensated for your work. Mm, I agree. Would you say that you had to do like lots of, you know, getting a lot of trade exchanges, a lot of gifts and things almost for free, maybe in the beginning or like, you know, uh, before you became more monetized? I think I've consistently always been gifted. So with the small brands, it has been continuous, but it's been very selective with certain brands. I think mm. um, there's the specific um, brand that you, you know, log onto and sign in to get like do trade exchanges and to get campaigns where you don't get paid for. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's as far as the trade exchanges have gone for me and as far as brands have asked for trade exchanges. Okay, that's that's good then because I find like with smaller, you know, like nano influencers, they're always being pitched to do trade exchanges or, you know, mm-hmm. just being gifted. 
So do you find like once you hit that like 10K, then that 20K, is that what like maybe changed the game for you? Um, I don't necessarily think the numbers change the game. I think it's the consistency throughout the period of time that literally changed the game. Um, I think when people see consistency, they're more likely to interact, your engagement goes up, and then brands obviously want to work with you because so many people are like, this is the girl to watch out for, you know? But I, I would say it's been mm. so consistent from, from the time I hit like maybe 12K to this point, it's been literally so consistent. I wouldn't say it's been like, sometimes have been better than others. It's been so consistent to the point where I'm like, I don't have to stress next month because <laughs> I know some opportunity is going to come somewhere down the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really, really good though. Because I think what you're saying is that your community got you there. The people yes. that follow you, that back you, you've built like a family online. If I would join like your live video or see your YouTube comments, if I'm watching, um, it's you've really like, become like a close-knit family Definitely. would you agree with that a hundred percent I mean these are the people that I mean you know not often we talk about mental health issues and things that affect us in the brown community and all of that stuff and I think with me speaking about that a lot of people resonate and a lot of people DM me on the daily and you know we end up having such deep conversations and even when I'm on live I just love that interaction that I have with my followers and it's, it's such a special interaction. And I don't think it should ever stop regardless of what your numbers look like. Because those will always be the people that will always support you at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, I Yeah, your, your community is very, very close-knit. And I love that. And I know like it becomes so much of a struggle to reply to like every single DM and every single mm. comment. How do you manage that? I try to like split it up throughout the day. So I'm not on my phone the whole entire day but um, I'll go on in the morning reply to stories post a few stories and a few times in between the day I try and just make sure my dms are clear each time so that when I come back I don't have tons to respond to mm, okay that's really great because so even I struggle at times and it kind of feels as though it becomes robotic so breaking it up you know is is a good um point to note and then as well, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned working with brands. Um, what is that like? What's that experience like? Did you have any bad experiences or are they mostly good? To be honest, I think I never had expectations from the get-go. So when I did work with brands, it was a very pleasant experience, which I guess is a good thing because, you know, you learn and you grow. And I ha actually haven't had any horrible experiences with any brands whatsoever. That's really, really great. Um, I think Megan and I, we've chatted a bit and I wouldn't say horrible experiences, but we've had quite a few questionable ones where it's like brands asking you for like a million things and they're not mm. wanting to pay or um, saying it's a gift. And then they're like, can you please send us the link to, to your post about this gift? And, you know, we're like, but that was a gift. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you kind of have that um, interaction sometimes. And mm -hmm. in terms of like friends and things like in the industry, how, how is that? How would you describe the inside, you know, the influences on the, on the <laughs> in the circles? <laughs> um, well, you know, a couple of months ago, people told me, 
if people described to me as if other influencers described it to me as clicky, I would have said, what? No. But the fact of the matter is, is that sometimes it's very clicky. Um, and you'll be lucky if you get like decent friends within the influencer industry, but also it, everyone feels like there's competition. And the fact mm. of the matter is at the end of the day, there is space for every single one of us. So if I'm going to be friends with you, just know, like, you're not my competition. You're like my peer in this industry. Like we should empower one another. We should, you know, when each other's feeling down, when we're creatively blocked, like lift one another up, it's not a competition. And I'm realizing more and more um, as time goes by that people are feeling so threatened by one another in the industry. And it's becoming so clicky and toxic. And yeah, I, well, not the whole industry is like that, but I think mm. a big number of it is. Mm. yeah it's um i like that quote that says there's enough sunshine for all so mm. there's no need to compete and there, there really is enough space for everyone mm. that's so true it's funny you saying that it's becoming clicky now because i would have thought now it's a bit more open because you know it's covert it's like there's so much um there's so much bad stuff going on there's so much negativity and I would think people would more bond with each other now because we don't really have an opportunity for events and networking as we usually would. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, in Joburg as well, there's a lot more influences. So for you to say that, it's a bit crazy because I feel like they have the bigger and uh, like the bigger events and the bigger brands mm. that are working there. Um, yeah. So just to like think about it in that way, the whole competition thing, it just, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I mean, you and I, we've been friends from the get-go. I mean, we've been following each other from, from like forever, even Megan and I. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't understand that, that but um, it will never make sense to me. Um, but it's like, me I mean, yeah, it's almost like high school, I think. You know, in high school, yeah. it's yeah. coming out first all the time. <laughs> yeah uh Shanish how do you feel about um diversity in the industry and do you feel as if um brands are um using the same content creators or are you seeing um that they're using different content creators in campaigns so I noticed a couple of years ago it was the same content creators being used over and over and over again and then you're like but there's so many other people that, you know, could add value to the campaign. But I'm noticing now and I'm realizing now that brands are actually so cognizant of um, making sure that there is a switch up of people continuously. So we're not seeing the same people over and over again. I mean, you know, there's some common campaigns where you see the same person in various different campaigns, but that's probably because they are popular amongst the brands. But um I'm really noticing that especially like the small smaller brands in South Africa, like the ones who are going the social media marketing route are really mm. well, they really like, I want to say they put some well thought um, effort into picking who they want to be a part of their campaign. So I'm seeing more micro influencers. I'm seeing more people that need to be hyped up more. And, you know, sometimes you get all those mm -hmm. micro-influencers who do so well, but they just need brands to start using them for content creation. 
And so that is what I'm so happy to see. I feel like sometimes the bigger brands don't have that kind of, they're not checking everything, maybe because they're bigger and they don't have capacity because they get tagged in a million things. But Mm. smaller brands or medium-sized brands, they are, you know, they're on it. They're watching, they're seeing and Mm. giving that light to smaller influencers, which is great. Um, They're creating brilliant content and deserve it as well. Um, I also wanted to ask you, what is one thing that you struggle with um, that people don't know as a content creator? I think the biggest thing that we struggle with sometimes is when you have a creative block. I don't think um, people realize that being in the content creator industry, like nobody really understands what it's like to not be able to do your job. Sometimes you just are so creatively blocked. You don't know what to create. Even just sitting down with your makeup is overwhelming and it's hard to deal with. I mean, a normal corporate job, they'll just be like, you know, you got to do your job. But when your job is being creative, it's very challenging and so getting out of that creative block and out of that rut is the most challenging thing but once you do you are able to better manage it whenever you feel like you're just so overwhelmed that is um that's very important to note um how do you grow your following so apart from the like the normal uh, trade secrets that everyone always shares do you have any advice for someone wanting to grow their audience? I would say the biggest thing is be authentic to yourself and really show people your true self and just keep at it. I know people will say consistency and hard work and all of that stuff, but it genuinely yeah. is just consistency. Like I grew my following at least by 10K throughout lockdown and that's because I dove headfirst into content creation because I didn't want to have to deal with the fact that lockdown was coming and you know you can't go anywhere you have to stay at home and for me that that gives me a lot of anxiety even though I am a homebody um, I felt like if I produced more content it would be a good distraction it would be healthy for me and it actually grew my following quite a bit so definitely be passionate also People can see when you're just creating content just to create content. So be mindful of what you create as well. She's mm. amazing. So you, you, um, you grew your following or your audience by 10,000. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no, now she's, I think, over 20 now. Now, I'm, now I'm over 20, <laughs> but when we were still like oh, in the heavy Lord. lockdown levels. Yeah. I think I, I had at least 11,000, maybe close to, th- close to 12,000 followers. And it grew like exponentially in the lockdown period. Well done. That, that's just amazing. Um, I'm super proud of you as well. <laughs> um, oh, so, thank you. Um, do you think it's possible to be a full-time influencer in South Africa and make enough uh, money to live a comfortable life? I think it is possible, but... You have to be a hustler in this industry. I think when you are around my following, like 20K, you have to have other backup plans because there are going to be times where 
you're not going to have any campaigns. There's going to be times where things are a bit slow. So you have to be so smart with your money. You have to plan for the future. Uh, you can't just be like, okay, I'm getting paid with a campaign today and I can spend all of that money and not think about what's going to happen next month. You know, you have to be so methodical in your finances. You have to always think about what's going to happen six months from now. You have to be so cautious in this industry because we don't have stable income every month. You know, it's continuously, mm-hmm. it varies, you know? So th- that's the most important thing. I mean, you can do it hundred percent, but you have to be so smart about it. That is um, mm. amazing. And I think um, it's true. You know, you really have to have a solid uh, financial plan. Like you said, you know, mm. your income is not stable. So um, it's important to have a plan B and it's important to have, um, you know, like a different forms or different streams of an income so speaking of which um we've just been chatting about the launch of your new store which is very exciting would you say that your audience um helped you with with you um launching your new store they definitely definitely did um i was playing with the idea of merch for a very very long time but i i didn't really know if my following would be keen Um, And so when they started asking, I was like, okay, so, you know, they actually want to see some merch. So they actually were a big part of why I decided to launch Shops and Ish Makeup. And obviously I decided to take it upon myself to actually produce items that are worth value to my followers and to me as well. Oh, congratulations. I am so, so proud of you. When I saw it, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. (laughs) <laughs> it's amazing it's so exciting yeah and all the best with it I'm going to shop as soon as the bookmarks are back on <laughs> I really need bookmarks yes, very soon I'm trying to read <laughs> I'm trying to read yes. and I'm reading multiple books so well done um just one more thing where can everyone find you online wherever you are <laughs> People can find me um, on YouTube, on Instagram, um, Sinesh Makeup, all everywhere, on all platforms, TikTok, Sinesh Makeup as well. And my store is Shop Sinesh Makeup. And you can also put Shop Sinesh Makeup into Google and it should come up as well. Yeah, that is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're one of the first few brown people in South Africa to make it you know as a full-time influencer and launch your brand one of the few people that I know so thank you so much for being a part of the conversation and on Mm. um our show um we really enjoyed it thank you so much for having me like I said I listen to you guys podcast all the time so it's such an honor to finally be on and yeah I'm glad we had such an amazing conversation thank you so much Shanesh Thank you for joining Conversations with Women of Colour. Check out our Instagram page called Conversations with Women of Colour and we'll see you there.